guys. Open your Bibles tonight to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Three gifts reveal something. Those are the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the discerning of spirits. There are three gifts that say something. Those are the utterance gifts. That is the gift of prophecy, divers kinds of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. Amen? And then there are the power gifts, which we're starting on. Uh, Pastor Tom and I and Brother George taught on the utterance gifts, did a good job. And uh, we began to talk last week along the lines of the gift of faith. And uh, I just wanted to review just a little bit. So open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to read verses 7 through 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and uh, verse 7 through 11. Now, Father, we thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for giving utterance tonight by the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for these power gifts. And as we enter into this season of prayer and fasting, we stir ourselves up as a church, believing to see miracles and gifts of healings and glory to God, the gift of faith and operation, Lord God. I know, Lord, that you have special faith, hallelujah, operating through your people even outside the church house. And so we thank you, Father, as these people go into the highways and into the byways, Lord God, that you anoint them, and Lord, that you do mighty works through them in Jesus' name. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. We could say the manifestations of the glory of God. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of knowledge, to another, the word, uh, to the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. Uh, one translation says, wonder-working faith. Another translation says, special faith. And so it says, to another, by the same Spirit, faith. To another, the gifts of healings, plural, by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another's diverse kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh to one, that one, and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. So last week, by way of review, we begin to talk about the common faith that is given to all of us. Titus chapter 1-4 talks about common faith. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 says, For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. So that is saving faith. So saving faith brings one to salvation. Somewhere along the line you heard the word. And faith came, and you believed that word that was spoken. You acted upon it by believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth, Jesus Christ is your Lord, and it brought you unto salvation. It brought you to a place where you were born of God. Amen? And so then uh, we also discussed the common faith, and then we talked about that every man that is born again has been dealt by God the measure of faith. And that measure of faith is mountain-moving faith. It is the God kind of faith that Jesus spoke about in Mark eleven twenty two when He said, Have the faith of God or have 
the God kind of faith. So this faith has been given, it has been dealt unto us. Now what we do with that faith is similar in the natural realm to what we do with our muscles. Muscles develop and the physical being develops as we feed it properly and as we exercise properly. Well, faith is the same way. It must be nourished, it must be fed, and it must be exercised. And so we have a measure of mountain-moving faith. And then we have this general faith, which is the faith by which you get your prayers answered. You know, in Mark eleven twenty four, the Master said this. He said, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Now, it doesn't take special faith to get your prayers answered. Because when we're talking about the gift of faith, we're talking about a faith that operates as the Spirit wills. But when you've been given general faith, the measure of faith, you can operate in that faith 24-7, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. It is the faith that overcomes the world. It is the faith that brings the world to its knees. It is the faith that speaks to mountains and mountains must go. It is the faith that believes, he receives, and glory to God, rejoices until the manifestation comes. Amen. Amen? And so 1 John 5 says this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we've desired of Him. Dad Hagen said, faith always ends with the glad confession, it's mine, I have it now. And then we talked about uh, the fruit of faith. That's not the God kind of faith. The fruit of faith, according to Galatians 5, is really faithfulness. So now listen to these statements. Saving faith brings one to salvation. Faith or faithfulness, the fruit of the Spirit, comes after salvation. You know, God wants us to be faithful. It is a fruit of the Spirit. And then I like this. And the manifestation of the gift of special faith can come as a gift of the Spirit after one receives the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, you know what? I want everything God's got for me. And if God chooses to use me in one of the manifestations of the Spirit, I'm ready. How about you? Now, we've got to identify what these gifts are and teach them so that faith can come. Amen. And so that we can then begin to flow in the river, hallelujah, of the Holy Ghost and bring blessing on the people around us. Now, the gift of faith, this special faith, is a gift of the Spirit to the believer that one might receive miracles. That one might receive a miracle. Now, the working of miracles, on the other hand, is the gift of the Spirit given to the believer that he might work miracles. Now, listen very carefully. One gift receives. That's the gift of faith. And one gift does something. Amen. Now, both gifts will produce a miracle. But one is more passive, 
while the other is more active. You see, when you work a miracle, there's an activation that takes place of the Spirit of God through you. When Jesus turned the water into wine, glory to God, that was a working of miracles. Amen. When something that is not there in a physical body, and someone lays hands upon that person, and what was not there is all of a sudden there, how many of you know that's a miracle? It's a working of miracle. So the working of miracles is active. And it's actively moving. The gift of faith doesn't work a miracle, but passively receives a miracle. Now we're getting a little clinical here, but I'm going to show you some instances from the Word of God concerning the gift of faith. In other words, I'm going to say it again, the difference between the working of miracles and the gift of faith is that the gift of the working of miracles actively does. Let's say actively does. Actively does. And the gift of special faith passively receives. Now listen to this definition. I don't know if this definition is by Howard Carter or Kenneth E. Hagen, but it is an awesome definition of the gift of faith. The gift of faith is a special gift which is given supernaturally by the Spirit of God as He wills. And those who operate in special faith The gift of the Spirit can believe God in such a way that God honors their word as His own and miraculously brings pass to pass the desired result. Oh, glory to God. It's important to notice then that this is not an ordinary faith. Now, I want you to look with me over at Daniel chapter 6. And I want to look at verse 7. How many of you know that Daniel was a man of God? And Daniel, the Bible says, had an excellent spirit. And one of the things that the Word of God says about Daniel is not only did he have an excellent spirit, but that Daniel was faithful. And one thing that Daniel did on a consistent basis is something that we must do on a consistent basis is Daniel lived in fellowship with God. Daniel lived in the presence of God. And there were people that were around him that really didn't like that. So they went to the king one day and they said, King, we want you to set forth an edict in your kingdom that no man can pray to God for 30 days. And you know what the word of God says that Daniel did? It doesn't say that Daniel went and hid in a cave But Daniel opened up the windows. And the Bible says that he prayed as he did before. And so these guys wanted to trap Daniel in that. So immediately, you know, they went to the king and they reported that Daniel was rebellious. And the edict said that if anyone prayed to their God within this 30-day period, what was going to happen? That the man was going to be thrown into a den of lions. Okay? Now notice with me in Daniel chapter 6 and verse 7. And we're going to see here the principle of the gift of faith in operation 
where Daniel absolutely passively received a miracle. This is supernatural. Daniel 6 verse 7 says, And the governors of the kingdoms, the administrators and satraps, the counselors and the advisors, have consulted together to establish a royal statute to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days, except you, O king, shall be put into the den of lions. Now let's pick it up in verse 16. Notice with me in the 16th verse, and we'll look at a few verses right on through verse 26. When Daniel was in the lion's den... He received a miracle. And you know the Bible says that the devil walks about as a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. Now don't get all upset and all uptight. Because the enemy who is a devourer is trying to eat your lunch. In matter of fact, that is his game. He comes to steal. He comes to kill. And he comes to destroy. But we're not... So moved by that, are we? We can be like the Apostle Paul was and say, you know what? None of these things move me. Why? Because you've got a shield of faith. And with the shield of faith, you can quench every fiery dart of the wicked. Now notice, so the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke and said to Daniel, you're God whom you will serve. He will deliver you. Evidently, there was something about Daniel that influenced the king. What was it? It was an excellent spirit. It was the spirit of God that was on his life. And you mark it down. When you operate in prayer and operate in the presence of God, there's something about you that will influence the very atmosphere around you. There's something about you that will influence the job, the employment that you have. Come on, somebody. God will give you favor. Amen. And so even the king was on Daniel's side, even though he had to do what he said he would do. Notice verse 17. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring, and with the signets of his lords, that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Continue. Now the king went into his palace and spent the night fasting. And no musicians were brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. Verse 20. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, now notice this, whom you serve continually. Now, there is a connection between protection and this deliverance. You see, the enemy wanted to do him in. And the enemy wants to do you in. But God places a hedge of protection and a hedge of safety and a hedge of deliverance around those that will sell out completely to the Lord. Amen. And when he came to the den, he cried out. Verse 21. Then Daniel said to the king, O king, (laughs) live forever. Verse 22. 
My God. Everyone say, my God. My God. Hey, is He your God? Yeah. We must believe that He what? He is. He is. Yeah. You know what? He is the supplier of your need no matter what is going on around you. Because we are not bound to the system of this world. We're in a higher system. I said we're in a higher system. It is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We are in the seed system. <laughs> we are in the seed system. The law of sowing and reaping. If you weren't here Sunday night, get the, get the, the CD. Because the Lord gave us three things about miracles. Number one, there's, there's a miracle in your hands. You lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Number two, there are miracles in your mouth. Amen? That is the way the God kind of faith is activated through faith-filled words. And then number three, there's miracles in your seed. Evidently, Daniel had planted his life in the things of God. And as a result, God sent his angel. God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth. I hear on the inside of me, no weapon formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that will rise against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their right standing is of me. He sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth. So that they have not hurt me. Because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Let's read on. Hallelujah. Now the king got blessed. And you'll find out when God does things in your life that the world around you may not understand it, but they'll get blessed, some of them. Hallelujah. And I don't know how you're doing this. I don't know how this is happening in your life. But it must be something special. Yeah, you got it right. It's something special, all right? It's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury was found on him. Now why? Here's what I want you to see. Because he believed in his God. I submit to you tonight, this was not general faith that he believed God with. You get thrown into a lion's den, <laughs> you better have the Holy Ghost coming upon you. You better have some special faith there. Can't you see Daniel's just strolling through the den? Probably took one of those lions said, oh, I need a pillow. Took his head and just laid down on it. Because what? He believed. He believed in his God. Now notice verse 24. And the king gave the command. And they brought those men who had accused Daniel... And they cast them into the lion's den. What do you suppose happened to them? What do you suppose will happen to people in this day and this hour that won't walk with the Lord? They cast them into the lion's den. Them, their children, their wives, and the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den. That is instant destruction. 
Now the king got so blessed that he was just bragging on the Lord and he set forth laws and so forth and so on that we don't have time to go into tonight. But I wanted you to see that by this gift of faith, Daniel received a miracle. Say it with me. By the gift of faith, I can, as the Spirit wills, receive miracles. Daniel didn't do anything. He just laid down, went to sleep. His faith was passive rather than active, and yet he received a miracle. Glory to God. Now, another thing about special faith. Everyone say special faith. Another thing about special faith is this manifestation of the Spirit may carry over a long period of time and be sustained or continued in its action of passively receiving a miracle. Now, what do you mean? I mean this. How many of you remember the patriarchs of old? How about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Now, here's what they would do. They would take their loved ones oftentimes, and they would take their children, and they would lay hands on them. And they, by the Spirit of the living God, through the gift of faith, would utter or pronounce a blessing on them. Amen. In some cases, a curse on them. But what was uttered did not come to pass overnight. It didn't come to pass until years later. And so through this gift of faith, there was an impartation, if you will, a pronouncement and an announcement by the Spirit of God of what was yet to come. Now listen, friends. I can look back throughout the history of Heart of the Bay Christian Center. Recently, as we have been preparing for our special Heart for the House Banquet, I went back on Memory Lane yesterday. And I looked at pictures from way back in 1982. And I saw the first anniversary that they had for Brenda and I in 1983. They had the menu there. Oh, some of the pictures, guys. And we're going to show some of those pictures on the night of the banquet. And I began to look at, oh, I don't know, I wouldn't want to say hundreds of pictures, but a lot of pictures. And I saw the four buildings and the four facilities that we have worshipped the Lord in. Yeah, that was cool. It has been an awesome journey. Amen, it, has. it has been so wonderful. And I can remember the first building that we were at over there on Fargo Avenue. We were there for a period of time. And then I can remember going over to Marina High School. Oh, and some of the meetings we had at Marina High School. Oh, hallelujah. And then I can remember going there over to Royal Avenue. I've got a picture of all of us breaking ground with our helmets on. And the, and the ladies were there and took a picture. It was wonderful. I'm telling you, God has moved by His Spirit so wonderfully in the Bay Area through this ministry. We're not tooting our own horn. We're giving God the glory. And then, of course, this process, which we have just moved in in 2007. But I began to think about all 
the words from the Lord that have come forth by true men of God. Prophetic utterances, things said by the Spirit. Kind of like what we're talking about with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Too many to go into, but I can remember one in particular. It was September 17th, 1995. And it was a Monday morning, and we were over there on Royal Avenue. And it was during the Holy Ghost meetings with Brother Kenneth E. Hagin. And if you were, how many of you were in some of those meetings? A lot of you were. And so if you were in those meetings, you would know that in the morning, he would teach on the subject of prayer. And then after he taught on prayer, he would teach by precept and then example. In other words, we'd pray. And so we'd all gather around the altar and we'd pray in the Spirit. And the praste ketola maste. And things prayed about yesterday are now coming to pass in this hour and in this day. Yea, saith the Lord, prayers are as seeds. Don't be moved just because you haven't seen the fullness of the things that have been prayed through. Continue to rejoice, continue to water the seed, and be expectant, saith the Lord, for it is the time for those things that have been planted to come up. It is harvest time. It is the last day. It is the last hour. And I'm pouring out my spirit and pouring out my power. Hallelujah. That's what the Lord's saying to us. And so we were one morning praying. And just praying in the Makeshti, in the Holy Ghost. And we still kind of like we're going to be praying tomorrow night and praying during the course of this time as as Brother Tony leads in prayer, our prayer room workers lead in prayer, and Pastor Kimberly. We're praying much about miracles. We're praying much about physical miracles and and provisional miracles. And we're praying much, glory to God, about breakthroughs for believers. Amen. And, that, and that's where we're at today. But it was similar in those days that Dad Hagen would pray primarily about the power gifts. And uh, we'd pray, and I'd tell you, the Holy Ghost would fall. And then he'd sit in a chair back there, that big blue chair, not that one, but a different one. And then he'd hold conversations with the Lord. And he would see some things and know some things and pray some things and say some things and we were just all kind of eavesdropping because we wanted to hear what the spirit was saying we wanted to be in the know of the flow that he was in and uh, one morning specifically he began to see some things about the church this is 1995 that's 15 years ago and so I want to, just by example tonight, as we teach along the lines of the gift of faith, you see, you can be very clinical in your teaching and get real teachy and miss the Spirit. I want to give you some examples, glory to God, of those things, amen, that have happened, amen? Glory to God. Now listen, he was praying uh, uh, about some of the some of the other things about their ministry. And then he prayed, oh yeah, what about this church? And he said, I mean these present facilities. 
Oh no, Lord, I won't do that. I will not do that. If you don't want me to do that, Lord. In other words, I won't say anything to Pastor Mark and Brent if you don't want me to. In other words, I'm seeing something here. I know something here. But I'm not going to tell them. And then he started laughing, just like Dad Hagen. And then he said, do you suppose they would believe it if I told them? And he said, I believe it. I believe it. He said, you said the spirit of seeing would come upon me. It shall be even as I see it. And then he said, be satisfied three times. Continue to grow. Continue to expand. The fullness of the plan I thee will show. The last vestige of the operation of the enemy is on the run. Some will go. Others will come. It's happened. And the Lord will add those that needed to be added. And you will stand as an army. And that has happened. And it's happening. And I will give you marching orders. And the fullness of the plan, it shall be consummated. And then by the... Now this is the spirit of prophecy. By the spirit of prophecy... He said the word happy seven times. He said happy, 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 happy. We're we're a glad, happy church. We don't stop the spirit of joy and the spirit of laughter in this place. He said it will be said by some (laughs) that that's the happiest bunch of people I've ever seen. (laughs) Woo! And then he said, it'll be different now. It'll be completely different. It'll be different. Completely different in this church. Now listen to this. A deposit. A deposit of the Spirit of God within the body of believers. Now listen to this. Will bring forth amazing results. It's happened. And it's happening. And it will continue to happen. Amazing results. It's amazing what's happening on the streets. It's amazing what we're experiencing in the services. We are going up several degrees of glory in the last few months. Who glory to God. A deposit. Now notice, I like what he said. Within the body of believers. Not just me. Not just you. But within every believer. Say say it with me. That's me. And he says, it will bring forth amazing results. It'll be different. It'll be different. Then he says, a turning point. A turning point. And he says, yes, I see that. What an increase. What an increase. An increase in both ways. An increase in areas almost unbelievable. Better way to say it, almost mind-boggling. And you'll see it. And he said... It will be well with you. He saw something about the current facility that we were in. And one of the things that he said by the Holy Ghost, he says, you'll have to pray this through for this to come unto you. So there was a condition placed upon us as believers and us as pastors to believe that something was coming. 
and that we needed to pray it through. Oh, glory to God. I'm going to tell you what. If I would have known what was going to happen, I wouldn't have believed it. But here's what happened. Here's what happened. God opened up a door for us to own our own building. But not only that, He anointed us. Remember that day we went into the school tree? He anointed us and He enabled us. So listen now. To sell our building on the school district's property to them. To them. Who buys a building on your own property? And we sold it for just about the same price that we built it for. That's a deal. And these past few years, we have received a check from the San Lorenzo School District for just about $100,000 a summer. It's the last one is coming next summer. But I'm telling you what, that money has come in extremely handy. (laughs) During the summertime. And I don't want to go into negative reports about finances because you know what? We're current and God is God and He has met our every need and He will continue to meet our every need. But now listen very carefully. That was spoken out by the Spirit of God seven years before it happened. And even longer than that before the school district took the bait. The question I have, did God see it coming? Did we see it coming? But what did we do? We prayed. We believed the Lord. The Bible says, believe in His prophets. And you shall prosper. Yes, indeed. There was another time where we were at Winter Bible Seminar and Brother Hagin was operating in the Spirit, a true prophet of God, not someone that worked something up. And he saw an angel standing by me. And he called me down to pray for me. And he spoke by the Holy Spirit. And he said, Now, divine wisdom will be given unto you. And he says, you'll know exactly what step to take. And they said, no, not step, steps. And he said, for I will help you and the vision shall be fulfilled. And then he prayed for me. I went under the power and he kicked me in the shoe and he said the devil is a liar and we've got him on the run I can't go into all of it because some of it is very private but not too long after that I had a major physical battle but the word that came from the man of God sustained me in my midnight hour And kept me from throwing in the towel. Hallelujah. And the vision is being fulfilled. Now what's he speaking to you? 
What's he saying to you in his word? What has he spoken to you on the inside in your spirit in a time of fellowship? I encourage you, do not take lightly what God gives you. Amen. Do not take lightly the dealings of the Lord. That's right. Amen. Has the Lord ever dealt with anybody, anybody in this place? Yeah. Has he ever dealt with you to cut something off? Yes. Has he ever dealt with you to do something sort of out of the ordinary? As you take that step of faith, God will always meet you there. Amen. Amen? And so we see that part of the gift of faith operating in the spoken word utterance by the Holy Spirit. Now listen to this. The gift of faith is a divine gift or an enabling by the Spirit of God that causes what is spoken or desired by man or spoken by God to ultimately come to pass. Howard Carter says, The human or divine miracle, utterance, certainty, cursing or benefit, creation or destruction, removal or change, will eventually come to pass when it has been spoken under the inspiration of this gift of special faith. Now let's look at one more. Turn quickly to 1 Kings chapter 17. Who glory to God. Do you suppose it takes the gift of faith to raise the dead? Did Jesus raise the dead? You better believe he raised the dead. How about that little girl? Jairus' daughter. Jairus' daughter was sick. She died. And you know what Jesus said? When he got to the bed, after he kicked out all the mourners and all the unbelievers, he said, step aside. (laughs) And he, by the Holy Spirit, said under the unction, Talitha kumai. Which means, I say unto thee, maid, arise. And she arose. Now understand this. That you just can't go clean every hospital room out. And you just can't go down to Swenson's or out to Chapel of the Chimes. And say, well, you know what? I think I'll go raise that person from the dead. You know what? If you're thinking, it won't happen. Because it takes three gifts of the Spirit to be in operation fully and completely for someone to be raised from the dead. Amen. And if I had these gifts in my back pocket and I could work them out, I'd go over to Kaiser tonight and I'd empty the hospital out. I'd go over to the ward and empty all the you know folks that are battling that area out. I'd love to. But it takes the Spirit of God coming upon a person... In the area of special faith. A special faith beyond the ordinary faith. Beyond the common faith. And it takes a working of miracles to raise someone from the dead. But not only that, it takes gifts of healings. Because if the person isn't healed after they've been raised from the dead, they'll die again. Now Smith Wigglesworth had... Several people under his ministry raised from the dead. And here's what he said about it. He said that if you will take a step of ordinary faith, when you come to the end of that faith, 
Very often, this supernatural gift of special faith will take over. Listen, one one reason folks don't see the manifestation of special faith operating in their lives is because they haven't been faithful to use what they've already got. Come on now, somebody help me. There was a man named Mr. Mitchell that was raised from the dead under his ministry. And listen to it as I read this. He said, one day when coming home from an open air meeting, Wigglesworth learned from his wife Polly that she was at Mr. Mitchell's house. The day before when Wigglesworth had visited Mitchell, the sick man had been close to death. As Wigglesworth hurried to Mitchell's house, he heard screaming from the house on the way into Mr. Mitchell's room. He passed by Mr. Mitchell's home and he was crying. Mrs. Mitchell was saying, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. And then he relates his experience. Listen very carefully. Are you open to this happening? I said, are you open to this happening? It can happen by the Spirit. Not by your desire. Not by your own volition, but by the volition and the unction of the Holy Ghost. He said, I just passed by Mr. Mitchell's house, went into the room, and immediately I saw that he was gone. My wife was always afraid that I would go too far. And she laid hold of me and said, don't, Dad, don't. Don't you see that he's dead? But I continued to pray. And he said, I got as far as I could with my own faith. Does God cause us to be responsible for using our own faith? And then God laid hold of me. And he said, oh, it was such a laying hold that I could believe for anything. The faith of the Lord Jesus Christ got a hold of me and a solid peace came into my heart and I shouted, He lives! He lives! He lives! And He is living today. Powerful. You remember the prophet Elijah? The prophet Elijah told the old king there ain't going to be no rain, no moss. Until I say there is. (laughs) Turn me quickly to 1 Kings chapter 7. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. So say what the Spirit says. And do what the Spirit says do. You cannot do these things in your own strength. And we're going to go into this further because I've got some really good examples that are very, very helpful along this line. First, uh, what did I say? First Kings chapter 7. Let's look at verses 2 through 6. Okay, First Kings 17. We'll try that one. First Kings 17, verse 2. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence... Go east and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook that I and I have commanded.
the ravens to do what? So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. <laughs> Look at this, verse 6. Do you wear your shouting clothes tonight? And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning. And bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. That is believing God. That is special faith. When's the last time a raven fed you? But listen very carefully. When the Lord is in it and he says to do it, you still must exercise faith. And I believe that this was special faith. And dear friend, and we're running out of time. Dear friend, you may run into circumstances in your life that you've done your very best. You've been faithful to the Lord. You've been faithful to the house of God. Having done all to stand, you've stood. And you know that in the natural realm, if there's not a miracle, it's over with. Anybody ever been there? But I want to remind you tonight that we serve a good God. And we serve a God of miracles. So don't cast away your confidence. And hold fast to what you know to do. And I believe this, that in this day and this hour, God is going to come upon His people to receive exploits and to do exploits. And God will be glorified. Amen. Amen. Well, let's just lift our hands up and thank Him for the Word tonight. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for the manifestation of Your Spirit. And Lord God, right now, we speak life to anybody in this congregation tonight that may have some disease in their life. We speak health, we speak healing, and we speak a quickening of the Holy Spirit right now. If you have a need in your physical being, just stand up right now. Stand up. And we're not asking you to come.